Aloha Kako, you're listening to Native Stories. Native Stories exist to share the voices of those connected to the land. Our vision is to create a resource for Pilina or connection to place. Native Stories aims to activate Indigenous perspectives. Um, Aloha Kako, Ovao no noho ma um, hello everyone, my name is Nanea Lo. I come from Papakulea, Oahu, and I'm now residing in Kikapu and Wichita land, or known as Dallas, Texas. And mahalo nui for joining us on another episode of Native Stories. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing two Kanakamoli Manawahine, uh, Sonoi Marfil and Noilani Pu'elua Petronis from In Peace Hawaii, based in Wa'anae, Oahu. And this is a part of Native Stories COVID-19 series, highlighting community work within the Hawaiian Kingdom. Um, In Peace Hawaii is an organization close to me because my mama, Kapiolani Kintania, works for them. Um, and this is one of Native Stories first, or at least for me, in interviewing two people on one podcast. So bear with us. Um, Sonoy Marfil is the Chief Program Officer at the Institute for Native Pacific Education and Culture, which is in peace, a Native Hawaiian nonprofit organization committed to improving the quality of life for Native Hawaiians through community partnerships that provide educational opportunities and promote self-sufficiency. In her role, Ms. Marfil spends much of her time advocating and leading multiple efforts to promote education both at InPeace and in her community of Nanakuli. Um, she helps to establish a Hawaiian medium education school in her community and serves on the governing board as a parent advocate. Ms. Marfil most recently completed most recently completed the American Express Leadership Academy designed to build leadership capacity for the nonprofit sector. She has also completed the First Nation Futures Program, which is an international leadership program designed to develop leaders from indigenous communities and instill within them a strong sense of kuleana for the natural and cultural resources of their native lands. Ms. Marfil holds a bachelor's degree in Hawaiian Pacific Studies and is finishing a master's degree in Hawaiian culture with a focus on familial lands and ancient storytelling. And Noelani Napuelua Patronis under, is under the Institute of Native Pacific Education and Culture in Peace. She is a site coordinator with Keiki Steps at the Villages of Kapule um, in the site on Oahu. As a mother of two, she has had the opportunity to raise her youngest from 18 months until aging out for kindergarten within the Keiki Steps FCIL program. Initially as just a parent and then in conjunction as a staff member. Um, as an educator, Noi continues her growth as a student to gain more knowledge and understanding um, to share with others. So aloha y'all, uh, welcome to Native Stories. I'm so happy to have you both on, on just because I've been meaning to have somebody from um, In Peace come. I love all the work that you do. I mean, seeing firsthand from my mom, um, working with you all, and then just seeing the growth that and services that you guys have provided. Um, even I went to Molokai maybe like a few years ago, and I was like impressed to see a banner um, at one of their 
I don't know if they have more than one elementary school, but yeah, one of their elementary schools. And I was like, oh, they're all the way over here now. So yeah. <laughs> First question, where are both of you from? Aloha kako ova no osanoi Marfil. Ah noho vauma nana kuli maka aina pula pula o nana kuli. Ah me kuu ohana. Aloha. I guess I actually explained what NP stands for and what NP is, but I guess what would be kind of nice is you guys can share from your guys' own perspectives as workers and participants of NP like what in pieces? Yeah, so like you like you mentioned already, um, we are the Institute for Native Pacific Education and Culture, also known as in peace. And so most people think of us as in peace, and they think we're like you know we bring peace to <laughs> to communities and those types of things, which is a little bit of what we do. But we're a Native Hawaiian nonprofit organization located statewide. We're on the islands of Molokai. Kauai, Hawaii Island, and here on Oahu, where all of our programs are here on Oahu. Um, our offices are located strategically in Native Hawaiian communities where we, we have a high concentration of Native Hawaiians, um, and we focus on the education of the entire family and whatever that might be. And so we continue to innovate. We continue to change as an organization. We started off um, as an organization that really looked at teacher development and how to get more local teachers teaching on the coast. And we've now um, grown into um, a bigger organization that looks at a whole bunch of things. And so we have three impact areas that is uh, included within our organization. It's early learning and school readiness. Um, it's educational equity and teacher development, and it's also about fam family economic capacity building. And so in our early learning bucket, we have a program called Kiki Steps. That's our family child interaction preschool program. That's a program that Noilani works with. That's a program that I, I how I got involved with in peace. Um, and so I'll share a little bit more about that a little later. Um, we have our, our Ho'ala program, which is our program that goes out and tells people about, tells communities about early childhood education and the importance of that and the opportunities and the resources that we have in the communities to register for those ECE opportunities. Um, our Hi'ile program um, is our home visiting program and we follow the PAT national model. Um, and so that program has really been crucial in the meeting families where they're at and going into the homes if that's where they're most comfortable in learning how to educate their babies. Um, in our educational equity and teacher development, we have our Kupuola program, which is based around Hawaiian culture. Um, and we go into schools and we, we teach that we use Hawaiian culture as, and language as the foundation, as the kahua for kids to learn. And we know that once that kahua is pa'a, once it's firm, then kids can grow in all other subject areas that we tend to see them struggle in. Um, our Kalama Education Academy is the um, program that I talked about briefly earlier. It's our growing teachers from the coast, from the Waianae coast. And so helping individuals 
to kind of um, help their eini or their desire to become a teacher, help them along whatever path they're trying to um, complete, as well as helping those teachers who have been in the Department of Education systems or the ECE systems that want to increase their credentials and want to be able to do other things. And so we have that program that allows for that to happen. Our our last program is our Ho'olu Vaivai program, which has two um, kind of big components, one around um, financial uh, capacity building. And what that means is like teaching you how to, you know, manage your money and pay your bills on time. And <laughs> yeah, and, and look at your credit score and how it's not so intimidating if you can build a relationship with your money. And then on the other side, it's about business development. And if you have an idea, we can help hold your hand and take you through the process. I mean, when you think about businesses, they have to do GE license and taxes and and all kinds of things. And so we have the program that can help with that as well. So that's some of the work that we do at In Peace. Yes, exactly why I was telling Nohe Lenny that we need to have people from In Peace come and talk on Native Stories because you guys do such amazing work. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I know that I shared a little in your bios on how you both are connected and in peace, but can you guys elaborate more on how that came about and how really, yeah, yourselves as Kanakamoli women too um, has helped you guys grow in in peace and share its messages in all of the capacities it has. So I, I think for me, um, it's, it's similar to what both of you just shared. Um, I started off as a parent as well. And um, it was by chance, I actually had my oldest daughter back in 2002. And I was working full time. And so my mother was caring for um, my mother in law was caring for my baby. And she had happened upon in peace and kind of took my daughter and saw how well she liked it and liked all the people. I just like to say that's something that I really admire, especially about Kanaka-owned um, nonprofits and businesses, is that we really take care of our own, or even Indigenous and Native um, spaces, is that we take care of our own and we, we know like these obstacles that presents itself, but we also know that like the pala pala, like the degree isn't everything. And a lot of our people have these life skills that they can contribute to, you know, different businesses. And that's your story is kind of around the line, not completely on how my mom also got involved with in peace because my mom never had a, a college degree. And so I've seen her kind of evolve within in peace and it's been inspirational to me. Like both of you mentioned, um, I too started off as a parent um, and got involved with taking my daughter to um, to Kiki Steps. And um, on top of taking her, I actually started doing like the ordering of books and just kind of helping out because it was such a family environment that I 
try to help the teacher out as much as possible. Um, and because of it, um, the teacher had asked if I was interested in applying for a position within Peace. Um, and current at the current time, I was working at Nanakuli Elementary for the state of Hawaii in a permanent position and thought, yeah, probably not probably not switch over to a nonprofit organization, right? That is <laughs> that is kind of uh, never, you know, that is not always consistent. Um, talked it over with my husband and uh, made the leap of faith. And that was almost 14 years ago. Um, and I jumped into In Peace as, as an employee working on a SPARK initiative that really was about helping children to... Um, to read at greeting at greeting, sorry, to help children to read at grade level by third grade. Um, and as I did that work, NP started different programs and a Kupuola program was started. And so I jumped into that program because my background is in Hawaiian culture. Um, I've always had an iini for that. That has always been my t- desire to keep grounded in who I am and where I come from and the language. Um, and so jumped into Kupu Ola, became the associate program director, and then the program director jumped into um, another position, which is around uh, growing our own teachers in the community, so our Kalama program. And most recently, within the past two years, um, applied for the chief program officer position, which allows me to help in all areas within our within our organization around programs and help to facilitate conversations and initiatives that will benefit um, our organization as well as the communities in which we serve. And so that's a little bit of how my, you know, my life here at InPeace has, um, has evolved. Awesome. I love your stories. And I love, like, every time my mom gets together with other people from in peace like i just learn so much new things and it's just inspirational to me every time um so speaking of like be like evolving can you share with um our listeners how long in peace has been around and kind of that whole history sure so in peace has been around for 25 years where um we're actually going to be launching a, com- a campaign to um, celebrate that, to celebrate that accomplishment. Um, the organization started and was founded by three individuals um, who are very involved in the work that we currently do. So Dr. Alice Kawakami, Dr. Kathy Ao, and Sherlyn Franklin Gu at a time in their life where they had made lots of relationships and connections, um, one door was closing in their, in their work at that time. And so together, collectively, they felt that it was time for them to turn a new leaf, open a new door. And so hence the creation of the Institute for Native Pacific Education and Culture. And today we, we benefit from their, from their vision as as Kanaka who you know who just um had a vision to to continue a legacy that that we are so grateful for awesome and also like i mentioned in the beginning you guys have spread across the 
Hawaiian Kingdom to the, all the other moku. Um, can you share with our listeners kind of do the other islands get the same services and that kind of stuff? Um, so no, only on Oahu do we serve all of our programs. On our on our outer islands, we actually have a limited amount of programs. Um, for In Peace, we pride ourselves on the opportunities in which people come and seek our services. We try not to go into communities and say, hey, <laughs> this is what we do. Are you interested? Right? That's not really the, um, the avenue that we take. The avenue that we try to take is that if they are needing something within their community, then we find find the ways and the resources to help part to help them reach their goal. So we partner with them and we kind of figure out what it is that we need to do in order to get to this this goal that they are wanting to achieve. So we um, that's kind of how we branched out to Molokai, to Hawaii Island, as well as to Kauai. Um, Kauai is, I, I think for me, is the best um, kind of story. We've been doing our hoala work. Um, so door to door asking folks within the communities if they are interested in early childhood education, if they have a baby at home that, you know, is staying home with tutu or, or mom or whoever. And so our kind of pound the pavement movement in that program really sparked the interest of other regions um, at Kamehameha Schools, uh, the program, the organization who funds us for Ho'ala. And so it was them who came and said, you know, could we, could we have Ho'ala on Kauai Island? And so we said, yeah, of course. And, you know, we, um, we had to figure it out and logistically kind of make that happen. But that's how Ho'ala went over to Kauai Island. Um, as well as our Kiki Steps program, so we have a, we have Kiki Steps and Ho'ala on Kauai Island. We have Kiki Steps and Kalama on Hawaii Island, and we have our Hi'ile program, which is our home visiting program on Molokai. What is In Peace's um, mission statement and? How do you feel that COVID-19 since its inception has changed the work that you all do and, um, yeah, challenge you guys to kind of think outside of the box on how to service your families and, you know, other individuals within your guys' programs? So our mission is to, um, our mission is really to improve um, the quality of life for Native Hawaiians through partnerships. Um, that promote educational opportunities and um, promote self-sufficiency. And so from the core of who we are as an organization, we build relationships and we foster and we, and we just, um, per, we foster and we provide all of the things or we try to provide all of the things and all of the needs that may come up in that relationship. Um, and so what I what I want to do is let Noi Lani talk a little bit about really what Kiki Steps is doing, and then I can jump in. Kiki Steps, what usually it would look like um, to just give a span is that 
they would come to the classroom or to the uh, cafeteria and my situation would be the rec center on the outer parts and we would have um, centers set up. So we have a block center, we have library center, we have um, a writing and an art, we have a sensory, we have a science, um, a library, a dramatic and um, an outdoor time. And in this time of three hours where we ask the families to come, it's really where they get to hold their keiki. They get to play with their keiki because that's how they learn um, and foster that. And for the staff, it would be there to um, help them learn something as far as is that particularly age developmentally appropriate? Um, you know, can should we really have our one or two year old babies trying to figure out how to write their name? Maybe it's a little bit too early. So helping the avenues and then scaffolding that for them, um, along with cultural concepts. Um, so what we did previously is we um, kind of follow the um, kumulipo and where they get to come in every time they're, they're learning something, but they're learning something different and interesting is what we hope for. Um, so they get to be in that space and they get to interact because that's the whole part of the FCIO or the family child interaction learning is that they actually get to actively engage and learn by that engagement. So with COVID happening, um, social distancing, right? You gotta stay six feet apart, you gotta wear your mask, you cannot be hugging, cannot be kissing, can't do all the things that us as locals, as Hawaiians would love to do and basically just nurture and hold our, um, our, you know, maybe not even our birth keiki, but the keiki that's next to us, which we've basically at that point, Hanaid, um, for myself, get totally attached to the family. So, sorry, we had to distance off. Um, so we went virtual. And we had these virtual classes where we're still going to sing all the same melee that we sing at school. We're still going to um, give them an activity. But now the resources are, what do you have at home? You know, what can you use at home? What can you recycle? What can you um, reuse at home? to teach the families this particular concept, so to speak. Um, our last unit, which for us here, it happened right after spring break. And so our last unit, we were gonna be talking about ali'i. And it was very important for us to teach about ali'i or for myself to keep on track with that um, amongst everything that was happening with COVID. So it was definitely, what did our ali'i wear, right? What, what did they look like? What was their characteristics? What were the traits that they held? So teaching the keiki kuleana, teaching them that they have responsibilities to their family, they have responsibilities to themselves. And I thought it was even more important that they have a responsibility to those around them. So yeah, it's gonna look funny, everybody walking around with their mask, but what was the purpose of it, right? And so changing what the norm was, was definitely a thing. Um, showing them that, hey, early, they were pretty resourceful with what they had. Look, they made these ahuula, these beautiful capes of feathers from birds, and it took time, it took patience. Um, so using different activities, like for one, we talked about, okay, you know, we're definitely not going to be looking for birds and how to make a cape, but what did they wear? Oh, they were kappa. Okay, but how did they design it? You know, you guys go to stores and you guys just buy brand name and it has the print on it already. How do you think that they did it? So I would show pictures. We show um, that was actually the highlight of what I've enjoyed doing virtual classes that I get to use resources that are already there provided by other kanaka. And so we would watch videos, mo'olelo um, through videos. And of course, that's something that the keiki love, right? Oh, I get to watch a story. Like for them, it's like I get to sit and watch a movie. But yes, you get to watch a movie, but you get to watch a story and learn something from it. So we did um, kapala, where they actually got to create their own. So um, if they had 
popsicle sticks or cardboards. It was cutting it out, shaping them, putting them onto um, anything that they could at that point. And if they had paint, putting it on there and then teaching them how to kapala their own, how to stamp their own um, clothes. And hey, if you have a t-shirt that's really big, let's go ahead and recycle it. Maybe your makua is not wearing it anymore. Let's cut off the front part, leave the collar around the top and let the back hang down and let them dress up like a ali'i, right? Let them walk around the house like they own the place because that's their hale. So let them be an ali'i. But remember now, in all of that that you had to do to create that, now you have to help and you have to clean up your mess. And so um, the first week actually was my week was my focus um, where we talked about kuhio. And I thought it was pretty cool because people are like, ah, kuhio, you know, da, da, da. Who is he? Like, what? Who is he? Or do you live on Homestead? Let me tell you who he is, right? And okay, but how do we make it relative to the keiki? So it was funny because I was like, all those boxes, because I know you guys are all shopping at Costco's or you're all shopping elsewhere. You have cereal boxes. You, you at Sam's, you got you guys got to carry something, right? Because those things are big and heavy. Use those boxes, give it to your keiki. Why? They need to learn how to build up because so much we're building out builds up. Now, so every day I kind of tested them. I was like, okay, hey, you build a structure to hold something. Okay, now build a structure so that you can go inside. So it was using their couches. It was using their blankets and their pillows. Can you build yourself a fort? Can you build yourself a palace? Can you build a hale? And even talking about the palace that we have. So many times they bypass it and they're like, what is that beautiful place? Oh, that's our palace. What, what's the history behind it? So even teaching the makua that at some point got them even more interested. So, hey, let's do these activities. Um, we did others where it was Mother's Day. And usually, you know, when you go to school, somebody always has this really cool, let's let's do this artsy thing. Well, I was kind of like, hey, let's do this really cool mo'olelo. Our KK are learning about birds, why they have to pick up their opala, why they need to take care of the land, um, put it in the trash. Why? Because if not, our birds are going to eat it, then they're going to, what's going to happen to them? And so the cause and effect of that, but then we did mo'olelo ye and the mothers who joined, it was basically like, thank you for taking this time because, yeah, this COVID is really kind of driven some of us into the ground, but let this be an avenue for it to kind of uplift. And so um, that's what Keiki Step has been doing. And I think it's really been challenging. And I think that was part of the question too, was, you know, how is it challenging? It's definitely taking us um, to a different avenue on how do we put things that we can feel and touch and play with and manipulate it to something that's visually appealing to have them come back every day. Because at some point, Everybody who's working from home, you're like, I'm just staring at my screen. You got to do school, right? I'm just staring at my screen. Like, I'm not really doing anything. Well, it was like, come stare at your screen so that you can sing with us. Come stare at your screen so that you can learn a new activity for the day. And by the way, at the end of the day, when you're done, don't forget, clean it up. Oh, but before you do that, send Auntie a picture. Send me a picture so that when you come on the next day, we can show all your friends what you've been doing. And I think... Um, for the families that have been welcoming us into their hale, because sometimes, you know, with Zoom meetings, everybody puts up virtual backgrounds, make sure it's clear. So the parents were so worried about that at that at some point. They're like, you know, our house is so messy. I said, I promise I'm not even there to judge your house. Cause if you saw my house, you would think, oh, I'm so much better. Like, okay, I'm good. I can join you. Or even like the noise, the background noise, right? You know, they don't really pay attention. They can't sit in front of the screen and pay attention. It's okay. It's understandable. This is a new way of learning. But you know what? Just plop the laptop, plop the phone up, put the speakers on and let us just sing or talk to them, even if we can't see them. And at some point, the Kiki would all come back to share. Um, so it was doing really cool activities like 
um, we would do scavenger hunts, but we would do it off of the colors in Hawaiian. And so I would give them a color in Hawaiian to go get, and they would find something around the house that has that object or the color, and they would show it to the screen. And then I was like, okay, now it's your turn to share. So it was definitely something that we wouldn't have been able to do in our space where we get to actually hold them, but it felt like we were actually holding them virtually, so to speak. That's amazing. That's another thing why I give Kumu and like, yeah, Kumu in general so much props because I, when I wrote that question, I was like, yeah, how, how are they going to interact with the Keiki? Like, you know, who have like such short attention spans, but amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to share one of our other programs, um, our whole Luvai Vai program that like Keiki Steps has kind of, all of us have gone to a virtual platform, but in the whole Luvaivai program, it's really workshops around financial literacy, right, and business development. But the cool thing that is so engaging, engaging because I've never been able to kind of sit in, at their workshops because of my schedule. But now I don't have an excuse, right? I can just stay home and pop it up. And so when I was doing that, like they had different apps that we had to go in and like do fun like tests and then you have these avatars that are climbing a mountain i mean the ability to engage participants and play different programs and different games was so it's it's been really um amazing to see the innovation that our staff had to um come up with right we this was like landed on our laps and we leaned in and you know asked them to really think about how might we continue services and what might we do and even for kiki steps they actually created two months um, worth of videos virtual videos on on little components of um, mele one day mo'olelo one day right circle time those kinds of things um ai mama and snacks and and how do you prepare and so all of our programs um Hi'ile, uh, they were able to go all online. And so some families that they they wouldn't have reached before, right? And going into the home was now contacting them and telling them, okay, I'm, you know, we can just go on Zoom and talk story and I can get my coaching there. And so a lot of things has changed um, in this COVID time. Yeah, my mom works for Hi'ile, the program. And yeah, sometimes I'll randomly hit her up and she'll be like, I can't talk right now. I have to go on Zoom or, you know, service one of my families. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think the other cool part, sorry, that um, yeah. COVID has done is that it's allowed my daughter who graduated out of it because she had to go to um, kindergarten to come back and actually help. So at some point she's like, mama, I remember those songs from preschool. I'm like, girl, preschool was only last year for you. Like, wh what do you mean? I remember like it was so long ago, but she gets to come in and she gets to sing with the keiki. And then towards the end of our year, we, um, I decided, hey, let's do keaunani. Let's do a hula for our hoike, for our families that are going to be joining. And so she goes, mama, can I teach it? I said, oh my gosh, like if it didn't just make my heart drop, I was like, of course you can teach it. And so she continues to tell me without having to ask her, you know, I remember it from, from Keiki Steps and I, I remember how you taught it. Can I help you? And so she would come online and she would help. And I think that was the great part was that um, for the families who came on 
And for the other people who had that ability to have their keiki go through the program, they were able to be that um, that role model for other keiki. So for keiki to look up to keiki was definitely a close perspective too. And I think for me, like as a staff, it just helped me even to go back to what we were talking about, um, that I'm glad I made that decision to just keep taking that steps forward because for a six-year-old to take the initiative to want to be an alaka'i or something, especially if she doesn't know all those keiki, was kind of a it was kind of a point like, oh, okay. And so while everybody's like, you know, COVID sucks and, you know, it's not all that great. But I was like, it got to allow a different avenue and the keiki actually took to it differently than um, expected. And that was actually a request. Hey, you know, if you have older keiki, can they come on, especially if they've been through the program because they know the songs. So while we're singing our morning mele, one of our morning mele is Ovaiko Inoa. And so we asked them, Ovaiko Inoa, and they'll say, oh, my name is, and they'll actually say it in Hawaiian. So I think just that role modeling as well is um, definitely something that COVID um, presented us with um, unexpectedly. That was great because otherwise she would have just been at school having her own type of fun going on. True. I, I, I'd like to say too, um, yeah, like, or even for Kupuna, like for me, like my grandma, she lives, in Nanokuli and like you know I'm all the way over here in Texas but I feel like now I'm able to FaceTime with her more because she knows how to FaceTime because of this I don't know if it's boring or if just because you know COVID so maybe everybody's just seeing everybody like online but that's been an interesting I don't know observation I've, I've had too um I wanted to ask too how many like families and participants do you all serve? And is it just Kanakamoli or is it everybody? So it in I, I just wanted to give you some numbers, but in twenty nineteen we actually served upwards of five thousand um individuals. Um and we have a staff of ninety-four statewide. And 66% of that is Kanaka Maoli. And so, no, we do not only serve Kanaka Maoli. And yes, our mission statement is to improve the quality of life for Native Hawaiians. However, when that um, goal is being met, once we are able to lift that, we lift up all community. And we know that our communities are um, compiled by many different cultures and nationalities and races. And so we actually open our doors to everyone. I knew that. I just wanted to <laughs> to drill it down. Because I know that, because um, I have, you know, I'm 30 years old, so I have a lot of friends who are mamas, and um, most of them are Native Hawaiian, and, you know, sometimes they don't know about certain services. Um, my mom lives in Kapolei, which is the leeward coast of Oahu, and so I can't even tell you how many times where, um, yeah, like I've told my friends about In Peace and the services that they have and they're kind of like, or they're not even Hawaiian and they'll be like, I don't know if I can like even use that. Isn't that like for Hawaiians, you know? And I'm like, no, it's for everybody. And I mean, check out their, their stuff. If you don't like it, then what do you have to lose? You know, you, you don't need to go or you don't need to enroll your child or yourself, you know? So... Um, also, 
how has COVID um, affected your own work? And oh wait, okay, wait, scratch that. See, sometimes like I read these questions, and I'm like, okay, wait, we already answered that. How has the community uh, responded to since you've be begun um, COVID nineteen? Have has in peace? Um, I don't know open their doors even more to the community since they see, you know, since there's more community need for certain things or, um, yeah. Can you guys speak on that? I feel, um, as far as, so having worked in Maili and also now working in Kapolei, um, yeah, we're on the same Island we're still in the leeward, but for me, um, two totally different communities. And so I've seen, the influx in some communities go up because now I can attend um, with all of my kids. And then I've also seen where it's kind of been a drop off and I don't have the means or the access to get there. So they've reached out. Um, that was kind of one of the first moves we made is, do you have access? Do you need help in getting access um, so that we can be with you still virtually, so to speak? Um, so I think it's been a give or take. And then because a lot more people have been home, um, for instance, I had one mama who joined us relentless every day. She was on five minutes before and she stayed on to the very end. And even if that meant we went half an hour over our service time and then she had shared it because her work is so demanding that in normal times, her mother, so baby's grandma would come with her. But now that she can physically be there because we're virtual, um, it's been giving her a whole new window of opportunity and at this point, her child is going to go into kindergarten and she's like, you know what? This is the first time I actually get to see my daughter grow. I only hear these fantastic stories. I don't get to experience it. So thank you for having the avenue. And so vice versa, we just gave her the mahalo. Like, thank you for taking the time because it's kind of hard to get your kiki up at 830 when they have no kula to attend. When they physically don't have to leave the house, their mindset is like, I'm on summer break. Like, you just let me be. And she would come on even if her daughter was like, sleepy she's like okay you're logged on um i've had other families where they have multiple keiki and they come on because younger sibling is up baby is up and she's ready to go with our songs older brother might be a little bit tired which is fine then he hears a particular song he likes and pop goes a weasel without any any cue he's like oh i want to help with that song like fresh out of bed and at that point he's just on the couch where mama has him but um I think that the response has definitely been um, a variety based on everybody's level, right? Whether or not they were able to stay home with their kiki. Um, if for some reason, unfortunately, they weren't. They didn't have access or the other means could have been um, at some point for some of our families as that both parents were essential workers. So as much as they wanted to, they still weren't able to um, join us. And I think that um, that's helped us. Um, as a program, I think, to figure out, okay, how, do, how can we continue knowing that we don't know when the end for this is coming up? So I think, I think for me, um, looking at our organization um, entirely, there's, there's this really big um, kind of theme that has stood out for me, and it's really about um, families and communities who are open to the help and who are kind of bold, you know, most of the time we don't really ask for help, right? We're not trying to <laughs> reach out and ask, but I think in this time, 
people are bold enough to ask for the help. And so as an organization, I've seen the need in that. And I've, I've, you know, a lot of requests have come past my desk. And, and so the answer is always yes. How can we, how do we do this? That's a need. We need to figure it out. We need to make that happen. And we make it happen. Um, I, I want to share that in this season, right, we needed to, again, we needed to do follow all those regulations about six feet apart and masks and those kinds of things. And so families needed supplies. And we got supplies, but how were we going to get it to them? What were we going to do in order for us to be safe and for them to be safe? And so one of the stories we had is um, we actually drove to the home of um, a participant, put the items on our car, went back in our car, rolled the windows up, called, hey, we're outside. They come outside with mask on, grab stuff, and then go back in the house they're able, we were able to fill the need and they have the resources. And so um, overwhelming um, support in terms of innovation and the ways in which we think differently in this time, which is amazing, which has been amazing um, in our organization. Mahalo for sharing that. I was thinking that too, because yeah, I've I've just been seeing all kind of innovation from you know, the graduation season and birthdays where they're doing the drive-by, like, birthday thing. And, yeah, that I I don't know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, a graduate, so my oldest child who actually started at Kiki Steps, uh, graduated from Kamehameha school, Schools this year, and her graduation was amazing oh, oh my i mean you know, they, they had an amazing graduation drive through at the school and then we had a like lay drive by at home and so just the innovation that happened that we thought about that we made sure um, we were you know taken into account it's been it's been amazing she wasn't disappointed like she wasn't sad. She was like, this is so cool. Um, I can't share all the details because we probably, like she was hanging out the car. Probably not a good, um, <laughs> probably not good, <laughs> but it was fun. That's awesome. That's I, I know that a lot of people were wondering like, oh, it's grad season, like poor class of 2020, like, and all that. But yeah, after seeing people's like Instagram stories or Facebook stories or po- pictures and stuff. I was like, oh, I would be stoked. Like, you know. <laughs> so for KK Steps, um, what we did is um, some of our staff were like, hey, you know, we have, we, we don't really know what our families have in their households. How do we get those materials as Sonoy was sharing? And so um, basically the bosses went out. They got what needed to be done. Um, we gave them a count on how many families that we would be um, handing off these kits to. And we coordinated um, a pickup for the staff. And even at that point with just you know, staff who, of course, we just want to embrace. We're like, okay, here's the drop you, on the picnic table at the park. Okay, you grab yours, you grab yours, and you ha'alele. Okay, who's next in line? And then we all took home um, the supplies. We deviated up. And then even for some of the deliveries was, okay, we're going to meet you at this place, but make sure you have your mask. And kind of like the noise, like, we're going to drop it here. You grab it from our cars. And I was like, you know what? For me, I'm like super like, all of this is kind of, you know, it's definitely different. And I'm more... I think I have more anxiety about all of it. So I was kind of like, you know what? 
I'm going to just drop mine off at my family's houses. I just texted them. I said, hey, by the way, I have your address. Remember, you left it on your enrollment form. Um, just confirming you haven't moved because I don't want to show up to the wrong person's house. Oh, no, no, we're still there. And I text them, okay, I'm on my way. When uh, some of them, I actually most of them, I try to deliver and I'm, I'm letting them know, okay, I'm coming to your house. Please don't come out until I yell from my car. Walk up and I leave it on the door, door um, sorry, on the doorstep. And one of our ohana has those little electronic doors um keeper things where they can see you if you know you come close enough and it was funny because they could hear the footsteps going as it oh time to leave the baby must have saw and I'm gonna backtrack to my car and then I just had to text the mama I said I am so sorry I would have loved to have held her but with everything that's happening this is the way that you know delivery has to happen and I had again asked them can you videotape can you send me how it is when they went through their packets and um one of the items in there was just wooden dowel sticks because we we're talking about hula implements for ali'i and the baby pulled out the stick in one of the videos that i got and she was excited for that one stick never mind the crayons never mind the construction paper or the scissors or any of the you know little things that were in there she's like yeah i got this and then i was like oh can you send me the rest of the video she goes no because literally after that one dowel stick she was pow she, that's all she wanted she got something and she was excited um some of our other keikis were we had leftover snack and it, you know, of course it hadn't expired yet. It was still good. Packed that up as well. And um, a pair of siblings, they saw the crackers in there and they were like, mama, I got crackers. And I'm like, oh, just that relief that they found something so simple and probably wasn't the whole idea of what we were providing them, but they found joy in that and being able to share. And so I had asked, so can you send it? Cause I would really love to send it to the other aunties so that they can see, um, and just to see that was pretty cool because, you know, us were like, okay, we have a snack, sure. But not to realize that it was a snack that they apparently had only been offered at site prior to COVID. So that was something that sparked an interest and made them happy. So, again, that made us very excited and happy to see that um, the ingenuity of that, so to speak, was definitely being um, reciprocated and appreciated on that end. I love those little stories. <laughs> um, yeah, mahalo for sharing that. I don't know. It brings me back to my mom has been working with families forever. So it just brings me back to like little times where I accompanied her when I was little or, you know, did stuff like that. Non-COVID though, but <laughs> um. So what do you guys uh, envision for the future of In Peace Hawaii and the Hawaiian Kingdom? I kind of always ask this question because I like to see um, the perspective of people working in these different, you know, capacities and what they think the future is going to look like. So, so I think um, I think for me, when I think about In Peace and when I think about Hawaii, um, the end goal is that we're thriving, right? We're both, we're thriving in um, self-sustainability. We're thriving in education. We're thriving in meeting the needs of our communities. Um, we're thriving in empowerment. How do we reach families? How do we engage them? How do we make sure that we, we pie pie those relationships so that we can take it to wherever it is that it needs to go help them reach whatever goals that they need to reach. Um, and so I, I hope that uh, with our work and with 
the things that we are able to create, um, the opportunities that we are able to bring forth for communities, that all of those enable someone to thrive. Because my thrive is different than your thrive, right? And so wherever they're at, we want to make sure that they're able to to move to their thriving um, state. So I think for me, it's definitely that, um, like we kind of talked about that physical access, but making sure that they have access regardless of their location. So, and I think that's why COVID has been uh, a curse and a blessing, so to speak, is that now we're forced to figure out how to get people um, engaged with us or how to engage, I should say, with others virtually. And I think that is um, something that I constantly even like whisper into some of my boss's ears. I was like, hey, I think we should do this. This is a little cool. It's online. I know it might be difficult for some people, but just think about how much more of an outreach we got. Like, yeah, we want to hold everybody in our hands. Some places, you know, due to fire code and all of that, you can't have so many people, but let, let's look at this and everybody can connect, right? Or if not, let's figure them figure out how to get them there. Um, so definitely for me, it's that in order to thrive, um, definitely getting the access to them and being accessible in return. Love that. Um, so wrapping it up, how can our listeners from Native Stories get involved? And do you guys have a call to action for them? So In Peace um, is a nonprofit organization in communities. And so we're always open to opportunities, whatever that might be. And so if you're interested in getting involved in the work that we do, or you might have an idea, um, you can contact us through our website, through our social media accounts, and just kind of reach out, pitch your idea, and we can have conversations around that. What what we're continuing to do is move forward. And so when I think about moving forward, I think about the current events that are happening in Native Hawaiian communities. And one of them is the census 2020. And so we, you know, we encourage our staff to let their families know the importance of it. We we encourage our families to fill it out, to complete it. And if it's hard, if they don't have access to computers, whatever the situation might be, our staff knows that it's their kuleana to hold the hand of the participant and get them to the finish line, which is completing the census 2020. So if there was something that was really important for us currently, um, we'd like to make sure that they complete that. Yes, I know that you guys have seen us at Native Stories post on our social media about completing the census. So please go out there and do it. It's super quick. It's like, I think I did it in less than five minutes. So it's important to get that done. Um, any last thoughts or messages that you guys want to uh, share with everyone? Um, I think for myself, um, again, wanting to be able to hold and grasp every, every and anybody that I possibly can, um, come join us. Kiki Steps is doing something relatively new that we haven't done um, before, which is hold a summer session. And that summer session is going to take place in the month of July. So you have a few. 
a week, so to speak, to get connected with us. Again, visit our website, email, and let us know how it is that we can reach out via email or telephone numbers so that we can contact and make that feeling and that connection so that you can join us. Um, or if you don't have Kiki 5 sorry, my total own spiel here, but if you don't have Kiki 5 I know you know somebody who has a Kiki 5 Help them, help us help them, right? And Again, like Sonoy said, we don't really ask for help, but having gone through this program myself and seeing how empowering it is as a person um, definitely is my drive to do a lot of what I do. Um, having that first interaction be a familiar face at a tabling event is the reason why I continuously volunteer to do all these tabling events, no matter where they are, even if they're outside of the Leeward Coast, is maybe I can be that person to somebody else. So with this um, podcast, which is mind-boggling in its own. Um, I'm going to say come join us. Come join us at Kiki Steps. Uh, this approach is a little bit different than we've done. Each site has the opportunity to um, select their own mo'olelo and share that mo'olelo with the families and help the families learn that mo'olelo in a manner in which is um, unique to that site. So we're not all going to have the same mo'olelo. It's all going to be different, but the idea is that you'll come join us and we can teach your Kiki how much fun, really, because that's what we um, try to show is that the Kiki are learning something because it's fun. So actually, we're trying to teach the Makua how to teach their Kiki and how to let their Kiki grow. Um, if it's fun, they're learning. If it looks boring, it probably is to them. So let's take a different avenue. But um, it's really different mo'olelos and I've got to, you know, talk to some of my other sisters that work at their own sites and ask them, hey, by, you know, what mo'olelo are you working on? And so I'm like, oh, trying to figure out how I can connect that to my mo'olelo. And so already within just the islands that we're on, I'm already trying to figure out how to get something done between me and Hawaii Island where our families can grow in that sense. And so we've even told families, if you have people in the mainland, you know, sometimes, and I've experienced that being, um, a military brat, so to speak, where I didn't have that education because I lived far away. Well, hey, I know you folks are out there. Come and join us. We're holding it here in a virtual space where even if it's something different, it might be something scary, sure, but it's a learning opportunity. Um, so I do believe all of that information is on our website as well, but Sorry, long pitch, but it's just that come join us so that we can grow together. Um, and I think that's the importance is to realize that the education isn't just one mindset where we're going to put the keiki in a room by themselves. It's you and the keiki, makua and keiki together are going to learn. And that is how we are going to thrive moving forward. So for, and for me, I think I, what I wanted to add is that we're, again, uh, we're a nonprofit organization and funding is always kind of, it, it's, it's up and down, right? And so if any of this, um, if this conversation podcast, if any of it moved you, please go to our website at www.inpeace.org. Uh, we're going to be launching a campaign to celebrate our 25 years. Um, we're, we're actually working on different projects. So we have a Ike Hawaii Science Center, pop-up science center coming up. And so we're working on that. And so 
come come to our web page and kind of learn a little bit more about what it is that we're doing. Um, and I wanted to end with this this that says great and numerous is the knowledge of the Hawaiians and so we know that knowledge is a powerful tool it's super important and so when you are looking for opportunity and when you're looking for resources in peace might be that space and place for you so hello my um you can you can catch us our social media um handles is is in peace hawaii and our main office line is one eight oh eight six nine three seven two two two. So mahalo yakako. Mahalo nui for you both coming on native stories and sharing with us. Um, if all of you want to further connect with us, please do follow us on Facebook. You can search Native Stories for our daily updates on Native Kind Mail or Things. Also on Instagram, Our Native Stories. And please download our mobile app for place-based stories, walking tours, and listen to us on all streaming podcast outlets. Just search Native Stories. And make sure to share with us to all of your ohana and friends. Native Stories pride themselves in being your resource. And the more you share, the more our Native and Indigenous knowledges and truths are told. So sending plenty of aloha to you all out there. And mahalo for tuning in. Peace. Mm-hmm.